1: The
2: Hello and welcome to the 182nd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in sunny Orlando, Florida. This is Matt
0: in unseasonably, ridiculously warm Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: Uh, this is Spencer in blustery, fall-like Boston.
0: You guys, it was 50 degrees in Minnesota. Do you remember what it was like you remember that feeling when it's 50 in December and you kind of yeah. actually don't want to go for a bike ride. Like you want no. to do other things, but you have to because you look at the forecast and it's 20 and raining the rest of the week. And you're like, this is it. This is the last good ride I'm going to have
1: But like for this calendar yeah, year. But, if uh, if but, not for uh, three or four months. <laughs> but all the cafes and stuff had their patios open and everybody's hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
0: It's, I went to the river bottoms today and I said hi to no less than 25 people.
1: Oh, That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was,
0: it was. And, and at one point I looked across the river to the trail on the other bank and there was like 50 people hanging out.
2: You know, I got a little bit of a buzz this weekend to get a, a bike ready. Um, little guy. Um, I actually yeah. pulled the mountain bike down off the, Ooh. uh, the wall of the garage, had a little inspiration and, yeah. uh, brought it down to the old, uh, friendly bike shop to, uh, Get the brake pads swapped out um, and uh, maybe some more stands thrown into the tubes or into the, the tires. Get it reseated. Sure. Uh, wow. So yeah.
0: training starts tomorrow for Schwamigan 2018? Yeah, well, I
2: think so. That wasn't the real inspiration, though. <laughs> the real inspiration oh. was the Photoshop of the century. Um, I don't yeah. know if you saw this, but uh, Spencer went for a mountain bike ride and took a selfie, and it mm-hmm. looks conspicuously photoshopped on my end, like kind of a convenient face just in front of a mountain bike on the trail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was my mountain bike.
2: <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah. So, so, wait, so the fear was struck this? into you, and you decided you need to pull down your mountain bike and start training.
2: I saw. I saw Spencer. I'm reading the between first, the lines here. The first shot across the bow came from Spencer, and now little guys talking about the 50 degrees. And I'm like, you know what? I got to get my act together. Yeah. And I think I have the one up on you guys. You guys are already practicing with gears. See, I'm going single speed to really get the spinning of my legs up, so I can oh, dominate at schwamigan 20 18 mm-hmm. in the Schwamigan uh, National Forest. So, okay, well,
0: I don't think that's going to help you, but you know, okay, and uh.
1: Well, <laughs> so, time will tell.
0: Spencer, did time you tweet? You tweeted tell. that picture? I, I missed that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I went for a ride the other day uh, in the woods, um, and then I also went for a ride today in the woods, so you guys are oh. well behind. No, well behind. Now, now, little guy, he's nope. been on Twitter a lot lately.
2: Yeah,
0: Spencer. see, I wanted to talk <laughs> about that, so I'm pretty sure Spencer posted this. He says, I broke my new success, 8-speed hub, which... I wish I had, but I don't I, have one. I know. I wish I had. You got me there, but Spencer, you said I broke my MA4 tubular rim. Wow, MA4 is that a <laughs> new rim that Mavic just released?
1: I'm pretty sure MA4 is a rim, isn't it? I don't think Something it is. There's a GP4. M-
0: MA4. M- there's a MA. There's an MA40, dude. I mean, you're your deep. You're deep.
1: Mavic that's, knowledge. That's what I meant. Your MA42 rim. An, he was running the out MA, of characters. The MA40
0: <laughs> was a clincher, my friend. Shit. Well. well you got to log on to VeloBase before you, you want to pick up you, old wait. old components and make fun of me and, and be like, the <laughs> EA73 uh, snapped in half.
1: There's no evidence, no proof, anyway, that, uh, that I tweeted that tweet. We're going to have to look at the location <laughs> data. It sounds okay. like a Tim tweet to me.
2: Yeah. Well, well people love right. it when I tweet. I am, um, you know, always a favorite. So, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about um, this week. Uh, I do want to throw out that Spencer failed to get me the Iron Man visor in time for the um, the half marathon here in Orlando. Uh, and guys, the sun was in your uh,
1: eyes the whole time, man. wasn't it?
2: And I have a variety of excuses for why <laughs> I was 15 minutes slower than last year's time.
1: Oh, and in addition,
2: uh, wow, I, 15
1: minutes—that's like a whole I, mile. I,
2: it's, it's bad guys. <laughs> it, it was one of those, I, I was running with my pace group, went by the house. Sarah was out, a uh, friend of the podcast and Louisville 2013 phone party f- co-promoter Brandon Gavick was also in town. Sarah yep. was out with a bunch of mimosas on the, uh, on the lawn cheering me on. I looked good coming by at mile four. And
1: mm-hmm. then I got
2: around the corner like any good cyclist would, you know, made it, made it through the pream lap right where the up. cameras were, went yeah. around the corner and just, Man pulled that plug. Uh, it <laughs> it was all downhill from there. Um, wait woof. wait wait!
1: Mile four, you pulled the plug? No, yeah, I pulled the plug little... at Literally. six
2: six and a half. Six and a half. Ooh, okay. The 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 times really started to go up. It, it was starting to get slow after mile four. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, pulled the plug. Uh, it was a it was no. a really hard day. And I got to say this: when you have a really bad day running, it's just like when you're a cat five doing a crit and you're off the back, and there's people on the side of the road that are like. You can do it. It's kind of like the way of saying work together. And you're kind of like, hmm. <laughs> you know, I could just walk, cut the course, go back to my house because my house is two blocks away, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah disaster. So, so did, but I um, finished.
0: Oof. Yeah. That's, yeah. It was tough. Did the, did the, did they call it a peloton when you're running in a group? Like a what pace group.
2: Yeah. Pace group.
0: Did maybe? they let you do kind of the thing in the tour? Like, they knew your house and your family was coming up. So they let you jog ahead <laughs> and you like went to the side of the road and you kissed Sarah. And then, you know, Gavick gave you a big pat on the back and you were like, okay, all right. And all your neighbors were like, go Tim. They had signs. And then you jump back in like at the back of the field.
2: Oh, I should have, because that would have been a really quality excuse for any type of problem that I was having on the race course. But, um, I was not that smart. Um, to to even come up with that idea, but maybe next year because I will be back, and I was able to break two hours, but it was a it was a disaster. It, I think the problem was is that I I actually knew cause like kind of what I was doing. Where last year I didn't know what I was doing, so I just ran really fast. And yeah, this year yeah. I was like, oh, I got this. I've I've been training, and yeah, disaster. So uh,
0: so was it like like Contador's always talking lately about how guys gotta not have power meters in races because it's ruining racing. Do you think? You were paying too close attention to the heart rate. Yeah. You knew, you knew your zones, and you didn't, you didn't race with Panache. You raced you all off room looking yeah. at your stem.
2: Yeah, and I also had a kid and, and 10 pounds heavier than Maestro <laughs> at this time. Uh, that, that, that probably had something to do with it too. That
0: pro- that's probably it. That's I got to get back to riding my bike, take. and that's what I started yeah.
2: this weekend. Took Gavik out. Things are good. Guys, watch out for Schwam again next year. Let's quit talking about running, um, and let's actually get back to what this is, a podcast about cycling because the super rookie is back on two mm. wheels and it's going to be great. So uh you better get prepared. <laughs> that's I'm prepared. Uh, yeah, so, I can't
1: wait to see that.
2: Is that Is that breaking news? Is that Caitlin oh, making uh, breaking oh, news, Tim. That's right. This just in, 46-year-old superstar NeoPro David Revelin <laughs> signs for the Belgian team Nature Forever Sovac, uh, Pro Continental team. Little guy, this is pretty big news for the Italian veteran that did win uh-huh. <laughs> um, one of the, the most epic weeks of Spring Classics. And, and least then a uh, decade ago. At least a decade Over ago. A and decade then served ago. two years yeah. banned for the Sarah Positive. Um, I,
0: yeah, I mean, we all know I love him. He's the only rider that um, I was thinking this. He's the only rider left that was r- basically racing, racing at any level that we knew about when we started watching racing, right? So, like 2003, 2004. He was on our radar. I was like, that's a fast guy. And at the same time, I can pull out a VHS tape of the 94 Giro that I have down in my training cave and see him in that. So that's. Jesus. And, I could, and then any given weekend through the year, I could pull up a, a pirate feed out of Russia and watch him now. That is. It's he's sad. like ageless across time. I,
2: I love it. I mean, so, we do need to talk about that is, girl Steiner year. Ooh, so um, good.
1: Well, I want to talk about the current Rebelin. Like, I want to talk about Rebelin of the now. Like, we can talk about okay. his past forever, because, I mean, that would be, require a whole podcast and several episodes to get through the whole thing. What? But this team, what what, what was the name of the team there, oh, Tim? I am. Is, I can't wait to talk about this. It's is it, so is nature? nature Forever? forever. I, now I can only forever. guess. I have not googled this, but I can only guess this is some sort of anti-aging uh pill no. or situation.
2: No, I don't it's know what it is. it's basically the European version of Herbalife. It's Herbalife. Yeah. <laughs> like Put hey, it on your car. you got a business opportunity like if you're if you're a professional cyclist, do not talk to David Rebellin at the hotel <laughs> or yeah. in the Peloton cuz you're you're quickly going to find yourself in a conversation you cannot leave. <sighs>
0: All you got to do is get your family to each throw in 50 bucks and...
2: Now, Spencer, I think that their products claim that they're going to make you age better. Like, I think that that's kind of the, you know... Well,
1: so, hang on. Now, I might be picking up what David Reblin's putting down. Now, he seems to be aging pretty well. Is it perhaps he's been using this for years under the radar and now he's like created a team or, or or jumped on board with the, with the cycling mm-hmm. club that they have and really going to take it to the next level to up his sales game.
0: It's definitely a possibility. I mean, he's obviously, he's ageless. Mm-hmm. He's probably a vampire. I mean, um,
2: th- this guys, this is yeah, the perfect I mean... <laughs> sponsorship for David Rebellin, right? Oh, it is. Like, it really is. Basically a Herbalife for a professional cyclist that is – a vampire, yeah,
1: yes, in um, more ways than
2: one. And little guy, I got excited because I read that Sovac, like the the quick one liner, was nature forever, and you're like, oh, okay, that sounds yeah. like Spencer said, you know, like anti aging medication slash Ponzi mm-hmm. scheme, Herbalife. But Sovac, I was like, what's that? And I googled it, and the first thing that I saw was like, oh, Algerian car manufacturer. Yeah, and I, I was heard like, that, and I Ooh. haven't looked at them. Are they pretty? I, no, they don't make cars. They're like a um, they make cars, but they partner with Volkswagen. It's like they're they're a they're a joint venture. Oh, like they don't. I don't okay. think they have any branded cars in Algeria that look like a Seat or something kind of goofy. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I am excited about this team because, like Spencer said, Rebellin. I mean, how does he rate in history? Because we're just all going to assume that he was doped up forever. Mm-hmm. But that one year. When he won yeah. those three races back to back to back, I will never forget for um one of the coolest looking kits in history, the Gerlsteiner uh, kit.
0: Like like I said, it came at what was that? That was two thousand four, I think. I'm looking now. It's, it's either And it's, that was right as we all got we were all yeah, that was two thousand four. Um when he won all three. I mean that was right as we were getting into cycling, so that uh, it obviously stuck in our brains, it's stuck in my brain. Um you know, as a as a pretty ridiculous, we and he did serve dope, dope he paint. did serve are a suspension.
1: Several minutes into this conversation about David Rebelin, which I never <laughs> mm-hmm. thought would happen, so I would just it's like, going to happen at least once a year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, at least Spen- once a year. <laughs> Spencer has Spencer has pulled the plug on the most yeah. exciting part of the podcast. Let's get to the second most exciting part, and that's um. Chris Froome has confirmed that he's going to be going to the Juro, and yeah. we have months to talk about this, but the big news, oh little God. guy of Froome going, we don't need to spend much time, but you were saying he's got a little competition in the name of Tom Danielson.
1: <laughs> well,
0: Yo, Tom Danielson.
2: Well, the note no, said Tom uh, I think it's
0: Tom Dumoulin is so, oh, It seems okay. like he's going to go and defend, <laughs> um, and Aru's going to be there. It's... I mean, I, I think the thing I was initially worried about, I don't know if you guys were, I was worried that Froome would say he's going to the Giro, everybody would throw down for the tour, and we'd end up with a boring Giro where Froome just rides away from a roo on every mountain top, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like we're going to have a good Giro, and then we're going to have a bonkers tour, I think.
1: Yeah, so we talked about this a little bit last week before we had the confirmation of Froome, and I was uh, very much in the camp that... I didn't care if he rode the Giro, or what the announcement was going to be, because I didn't think he was going to. I think his focus was on the tour. Yeah. And but
0: you were wrong.
1: I was, but I'm on board with this now. Like I've changed my tune because I've realized something that Froome has known, and I sh- I should have known. But mm-hmm. that fifth tour, it doesn't have to come this year. It's coming. No. Like he's he's going to win as many tours as he wants to, <laughs> like, and and he can win it next year and the year after and the year like i think he is so comfortable with the tour and the fact that he can win it any given maybe even this year that he doesn't care it's not like that beacon in front of him as much as just DeGiro think if it happens this year though the haters it would be yeah. pretty
0: crazy do you like, guys
1: think the fifth tour
0: is that important cuz i think like spending, you're saying there was yes. a lot of talk of people saying how can he risk not winning the fifth tour
1: don't need to be in a row and i i think
0: well what i think though is what's more important is winning all three i i feel like winning all three if you don't win all three i just always question whether or not well and and what's crazy is
1: is he'll get three in a row yeah and
0: three in a row would be the most ridiculous thing ever yes and and i think that goes down in history as a bigger thing like if he wins he, wins the, he tour. wins the tour, he wins the Volta, well, and then he
2: wins the. Giro. And then he wins the Giro. Giro, and then the tour again. That could be maybe, maybe not. That would be four. He can get he that, can that fifth one.
1: For that. He can get yeah. that fifth tour any time, and if it happens, so he gets four Grand Tours in a row. That's insane. But if it doesn't, he's like, ah, no skin off my back. But I probably won't get three Grand Tours in a row ever again. You know. So that's no, a, that's, that's the bigger prize. And I, right, let me, I did not put that piece of the puzzle together. And uh, no, let me throw this sense. one out there. Sure. Let me
2: throw this one out there. Now, like Spencer was saying, so he goes out. He doesn't need to win the, the fifth, but let's say he does. He wins the Giro, wins the Tour, an amazing yep. double, puts him into uncharted territory up to like what we've heard about Merckx. None of us were even like really – I mean we weren't even really alive when Merckx was doing this type of stuff. So not let's really. say he gets that. Does Chris Froome – 100% not really. Yeah. <laughs> does Chris Froome <laughs> then go for the Vuelta, make it a triple and five in a row? I don't think gosh
0: see I you know I don't think that he will cuz I think that's he's going to be so tired. Now <laughs> but I I do like that that there's that that I've seen that in other parts of the press. I'm calling us the press. <laughs> and that <laughs> but weird. I like that Thank is yeah. but that is the way Definitely cycling fair. works and that like you win you win a grand tour and and then at the finish they're like what are you going to do next? And so we're already we're already in our mind being like, well, all right, he won the Giro, he won the tour for a fifth time. Well he's gotta do the Volta. Like we we're we're so hungry for new results in cycling that we can't even let but but I I, I know what you mean, it'd be crazy.
2: Now has he won a world championship? In the t- No, has he has okay. he won
0: it in the time trial? I don't I don't think so. And then my next
2: so question is has he ever won anything other than like Daphne a stage race? Daphne? Like, you know, like, as he won a... So, well, if he pulls this off, let's say he wins the Jiro, right? I know these yeah. are big ifs, and like Spencer said, he's going to get that fifth tour. Like, I think that that's pretty much accepted. Um, oh, Spencer has pulled out his UCI press pass, and I will be finding right. mine in a little bit. Um, so, <laughs> mine's, we, mine's we are I'm officially
1: press, you guys. This is legit from the UCI World Championships, so... I, I think it's fair to call Where, us press. Just, just Where do Tim, we... he's won... He's Where won criterium him?
0: three times. He's won. He's won Roman He's won Volta, He's run Oman. Um, so I mean, that's
2: he's got a lot of wins. So he, he's going to be the second greatest of all time to Eddie Merckx, basically, because like, yeah,
1: yeah, until he wins Paris Roubaix, or
2: until he wins a <laughs> you, uh, a one day race, basically. So,
1: so you guys know that the everyone
0: currently the last few years have been like, there's no way you can't do the Giro and then the Tour, right? Right. Like uh, you know it's, yeah. everyone somebody tries it every couple of years but we keep being like bullshit you can't do it Froome goes he wins the Tour he wins the Volta and now he's thinking Giro Tour right so then he'll have three and he'll have three in a row but they won't be in the same year do you think after that so people will be like okay it's physically possible to win all three in a row do you think then it will be people being like ah but you couldn't win them all three in a year and that's when then people start cr- being totally nutso and thinking about doing that
1: I no. think I think everyone other than Froome will have to focus on winning one Grand Tour before they can start thinking <laughs> about winning three. Other than Tom Dumoulin, I don't think anybody else is in the ballpark right now. What do you, What I really like the eat Dumoulin's
2: going there. What's going to eat at away at Froome the most, though? Like at the end, like when he retires, is it going to be that he, you know, didn't go for three in a row, or is it that he just was never a world champion? I would say it's probably like world champion in the time trial or something. Like that, the hey. bands are going to be the regret.
0: But I mean, I think this is like this is why he's doing this, you know. Like all these people that are like, "Oh, you're risking the fifth tour," it's like, I, that's cool and all, but like at the end of the day, if you win the, if you've won all three Grand Tours and you've won four tours and you won three tours Grand Tours in a row, that's that to me means more than winning just five tours. Like,
1: but he'll okay. get five tours. He's not no, retiring I agree. after this race. You know? No,
2: and I and I agree.
0: I th- I think he will.
2: I
1: don't and-
0: know.
2: Little guy, you mentioned about how exciting it is that Dumoulin's going to be there. So there's actually going to be some racing, Aru. So the Giro is going to be great. I can't wait to talk about it um, all the way through. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I think the Giro will be good, but I think, <laughs> yeah, Landa, who knows, right? I mean, we still don't know where Landa's going to race. Yeah, I don't know. And we don't know who Sky's going to throw with, with Froome, right? Like maybe yeah. maybe this is all a big ploy to get... uh Garrett Thomas, uh, that Giro win, right? They're just deflecting, and putting all the attention on Froome.
2: Maybe, yeah, maybe, Darn. maybe. I mean, maybe like,
0: going to be the super domestique. Like, what, Tim? What do you think Garrett Thomas would say? Do you think he'd have anything to say?
2: Oh, I'm sure that he would, because I have become a scholar of um, <laughs> Garrett Thomas with a little-known book called "The World of Cycling," according to G. And it is a top Whoa. 10 bestseller. Oh, gee, that's super confusing. Who's G? Um, that would be Garrett Thomas. Oh, um, I don't know if you guys read really this. a really good book. nickname. Um, it was passed on to me. And uh, so much good stuff here. Um, <laughs> if you're feeling bad and you're working hard, it nags at you. I can't make it. The others are away. Those self doubts must be beaten like the road itself. Because when you feel good on a mountain, it's like no other feeling in cycling a lightness on the pedals. A Dancer's Easy Rhythm to Your Feet. This is the type of inspirational reading that I've been doing in my own training as I rediscover my love of cycling mm. in this past uh, two days. And then also <laughs> um, this book, I this think, is, is this is going to be the setup uh-huh. for a Garrett Thomas victory at the, the Giro. I never put it two and no. two together. It's, yeah, it's, it's all is, it's all
0: a smokescreen,
2: man. It's all a smoke screen.
1: But is more importantly, is this gonna be a setup for a super rookie victory at the schwamigan forty in twenty oh, yeah. eighteen?
2: <laughs> I, I think so, but you know what I'm actually doing, um as I read this okay, I gotta be honest. The reason I picked up this book is I'm interviewing ghostwriters to figure out who's gonna help me the most, like get my thoughts down on paper. And Gareth mm-hmm. Thomas is definitely in the lead. Um, okay. for for his prose style. I mean, you can open this up to any single page at some time. I'd love to just read it to you guys at night. And, um,
0: (laughs) yeah, like before bed,
2: for instance, I'll call you, you should never look at the nutritional information on food packaging up until Christmas. That is just enjoy it after Christmas. Either look at it and feel guilty or don't eat it at all. That is the type of stuff I need. Like those are the rules. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. and I'm so excited. Um, water only if riding for two hours or less. On club runs of three to four hours with two bottles on your bike. It's more than fine to have a carbohydrate or electrolyte drink, but certainly not a Coke. See, these are the types of things that, like, I drink Coke on every ride, as you guys know. That's, like, my go-to. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yep. And a giant chocolate muffin. To
2: ride with an two, big, cone. two big Bidens of Coke or another soft drink full of sugar is self-defeating. Don't do it. I mean, this yeah. is guys. This is solid gold. I'm a whole new Tim. You better watch out.
0: So, Hollywood, you listening? Yeah, no, take right. that. Take that Mountain Dew out of your water bottle. Cage. Don't
2: don't do it. Um, a couple of other things. Uh, we have a tech corner I want to get to real quick. And uh, little guy, that's quickly for you. Um, okay. There's a new uh, grupo out there, huh? That oh. you wanted to dis- discuss.
0: The, the rotor group seems to be real. You guys. Like it's actually coming out. There's a there's a women's team that's gonna be riding it next year, and I don't remember their name right now. So it's a full
2: head. full shifters, everything like the whole. Because that was what they were missing, right? They had the full drivetrain. Yeah, it's and gonna the be brakes. the full
0: drivetrain with with the with the hydraulic uh, brakes. I think Magura's making them for them. Okay, uh, you can get rim brakes, so don't worry, people. It's not just discs. But yeah, hydraulic shifting. I'm I've been excited about this for two years. I think since we started seeing the prototypes. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm still excited. It looks awesome. It's cool, and you guys know I don't like electronic shifting. And since cables seem to be disappearing from the world, uh, hopefully hydraulic fluid will save me. And then, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you can always probably make your own hydraulic fl- fluid in the um, in the garage in the of your garage. house, right next to the biodiesel for your generator. Got enough chemicals. Oh. <laughs> here's here's a question for you, a little bit different. Um, so the Rotor Group, I'll keep an eye out it, for it. Um, another tech question. I saw pictures online of the Larry Warbass um, painted U.S. National Champion 3T bike mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. the Aqua Blue team. And the 3T bike, of course, is going to be a one by 11 I believe, mm-hmm. with a clutched rear derailleur. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel on that? My big question oh. um, besides that is how are they going to do um, – like flat tire, wheel changes. Are they going to run like almost a tubeless system? I mean, wouldn't someone like can they still run a clutch derailleur with a regular rear wheel? Yeah, yeah. Like they, yes. it's not there's yes. not too much chain or whatever.
1: No,
2: okay, it's fine. I'm not a yeah, mechanic. I, I hire mechanics. I'm not someone that you know gets my hands dirty.
1: No, that that won't be a problem. Okay.
0: Yeah, it'll be the it's, it's, the tire is normal. Yeah, it's when they it'll somehow drop their
1: chain off the off the chain ring in the front that they're going to have problems.
0: Yeah, that's where the trouble. Why? Gonna because be. they're going
2: to be running like a uh, one of those uh, small, large tooth things where it's really hard to get the chain off.
1: I don't yeah,
0: know. I mean, they're, I'm sure they're going to be running a narrow wide. I mean, they're running SRAM probably, right? So it's it's part of the world of narrow wides. Do you guys? You think it's think, is this the future? N- that I like, think it sounds
1: a, like a question for bike shop CX, not for us. I think yeah. it's
0: a marketing play. Do you guys think anyone? He's gonna start running tubeless. Like, what? What team do you think is gonna sponsor? Is gonna force them to start running tubeless?
2: It would probably be this three T team, right? Like, if they're already going out of the, <laughs> they're, if, they're, if they're Aqua like, Blue's already taken the risk to go to a bike with a one by eleven, which I find very intriguing, they're gonna be going tubeless.
0: You think they're gonna change the name of their team to Aqua Blue Masters Bike?
2: <laughs>
0: Aqua Blue Gravel Grinders.
1: Anyways. Fun Alka stuff.
0: blue, you know the stuff you've seen down at the bike shop that makes sense.
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I think road tubeless is going to be the future. Uh, probably, we'll probably start seeing it in end of twenty eighteen, and then into twenty nineteen, we're going to see a lot of it. So, you guys but better get what, used to that.
0: But no, okay. So I I understand the, the the merits of it for a regular Joe, but for racing, a tubular, you get a flat, you can still ride that thing. I mean, what?
1: Um, it how is costs a hundred dollars. That's gonna be the end of the argument there for most teams and sponsors. What, and what costs a
2: hundred dollars?
1: A tubular tire. Yeah, but unless you have
2: some needle and thread and little guy ingenuity, then you can rip it off, resew I it. Did,
0: <laughs> I resewed a base the a uh, 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 tire once and put the base tape back on, and it didn't work very well. Um, uh, what? But but if you are riding down a mountain at fifty miles an hour and you mm-hmm. get a flat you want a little just that bit of traction to not uh, do a port and smack into the wall you know and if if it's just going flat instantly and you're on a rim you're going to die
1: well the tube the idea with the tubeless is that it's going to it's not going to detach from the rim like a like a flat mm-hmm. clincher would so it's actually That's it a splits a the difference beautiful a little idea. bit
0: there oh. that sounds like wishful thinking and a <laughs> That's why there's I engineers. mean, how,
1: how many years did you spend in the tire industry, little guy? I don't know. Just saying.
0: I, I haven't spent any. I'm just I'm just saying there's there's always you know, there's always like what the ideal situation is, but there's a reason tubulars have like lasted so long, because they do work, you know.
2: That's right. They do. Let's lead into a new segment here on the podcast that um okay. Spencer okay. has come up with, Spencer, so oh, take it away. You can right also um, do your, uh, maybe like there's a name for it. I don't know. Uh,
1: I have, uh, this is the Slow Ride Podcast uh, legal corner. Um, okay. It's a it's a one-time uh, game show <laughs> well, it's here. A one,
2: one time, really? That's so yeah, maybe not, not a corner. Maybe it's a hallway.
1: We're not coming back to this corner. This is a dusty corner that, that probably won't <laughs> see any light again. Uh, but or maybe once a year we'll visit this corner. This could be an annual. Okay. This could be the slow ride podcast, annual legal corner.
2: Okay. Gotcha. Um,
1: gotcha. but anyway, so I was, uh, I was looking through the team rosters for 2018, seeing who moved where and, and things like that. And it kind of struck me like I was, I was reading names kind of out loud, like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. Um, Some of these combinations of words that I was putting together, last names, sounded a little bit like uh, those chintzy uh, uh, defense attorney law firms or personal injury uh, law firms and things like that. And um, I wanted to see, I wanted to challenge you two and uh, by extension all of our listeners to come up with your best law firm name from a current roster of one team. So all all riders three two three four rider however many from the same team to create a, a what sounds like a law firm, and then also come up with their tagline, like uh, the the what is the example I sent you guys? It was it was a poor example, but just to just to give you an idea, the law firm of Thomas Pauls and Froom. When you face an uphill legal challenge, call us.
2: That's good. That's something solid. like that. That's that's, that's really good. Um, I need to come clean here, Spencer. I um, <laughs> I didn't see the word current in your uh, notes. So Uh-oh, with the help use of current? Gavik, I just I used, didn't either. Um, I got two here. And, right. uh,
1: well, give, um, me, give me one of them.
2: No, the first one, uh, we were workshopping this, and this one's a little, little tough. I didn't... Hamilton, Hamilton, and Sevilla, specializing in medical malpractice, cases of mistaken identity pretty good and sibling rivalry
1: <laughs> oh, is that where the other Hamilton came from? Cause I wasn't wondering yeah. about that. Yeah. So, well, oh. there's two
2: Hamiltons, right? There's the, there's, there's Mr. Tyler Hamilton. And then there's the former Mr. Tyler Hamilton that was eaten by the other Hamilton that's, in utero.
1: That's but, pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, that's
2: really good. So that's kind so, of a stretch. I think, I think the tagline needs a little bit more work. But, um, you know, I think that they're an all-encompassing uh, law firm there. It's
1: not bad. So I, I came up with a few. Uh, none of them are home runs, but uh, I think you guys should enjoy these. Um, okay. I, I won't go through all of them right off the bat here. But uh, one of the first ones uh, that I saw that, that popped in on my brain was uh, Yellow Lotto, actually. So we've got uh-huh. the, the law firm of Chryswick Bennett & Boom Oof. almost getting you the results you deserve. Call today for a free <laughs> consultation.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's um. That's, that's kind okay. of like the one I came up with, Spencer. Um, though I'll admit I didn't see this note until after we started recording, so uh, it's very last minute. But I, mine was uh, Zaskula, Ciccioli and Vona. GC results you don't remember.
1: <laughs> okay. All
0: of them have solid GC results, <laughs> and I ask any you guys, both of you, right now. Name one of their GC results.
1: I can't even name what team they're on.
0: Well, I'm not looking at a current team. Kind I'm of looking lawyer. at an old. I'm looking at mm. an old team because I forgot. I didn't see that other note Jesus either. Just like guy. Tim, you guys are um, killing me. Did well, you guys note any of these guys' GC results? Yeah. One of them won a Grand Tour.
2: Yeah, there you go. No idea. That's the type of lawyer that you hired to bring to the, the case no. of the Supreme Court. Multiple here's, top tens. Here's another Jason. one. Um, workshopped in the car with uh, Brandon Gavick. Um, the Law Office of Biarni Reese. Winning sixty percent of the cases. <laughs>
1: oh. That's pretty good. I like that.
2: Um, I like that. I liked that one. I thought he, you know, I, I'm more than happy to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Brandon was kind of uh, was slinging him in the back. That, um,
1: he's good for that.
2: He, he's got yeah. So I've got a home run that I'll save till the end. Okay. I've got only one more, but I've, uh, I've got a,
1: a couple more here. So okay, uh, what do you got? I got the uh, Sunweb uh, from the current Sunweb team. We've got the law firm of Geshka and Matthews. Uh, if you're injured in a fall or accident that wasn't your fault, we'll get you the bling you deserve.
2: Oh, I, I can kind of see that in a billboard. Like bling Matthew, like bling got me, and then the guy's holding the check.
1: Yep. Bling okay. got me. Yeah. Oh, that's hmm, that might be better. Uh, and then I've got one from Trek Segafredo. Trek Segafredo. The, uh, the <laughs> law firm exciting. of Deggenkow, Malema, Van Poppel, and Toons. We don't win a lot, but we try our hardest every single time.
2: Ouch. <laughs> so, did you what? What kind? So, are you breaking these down? Uh, so, the the one that I was were getting really stuck on. Sorry, was breaking down like how am I going to work Van Garderen into this? Because that's a perfect lawyer name, like Anne yeah. Van Garderen. Oh yeah. And then, what really kind good. of law firm would Van Garderen work for? And I was like, you know, definitely thinking personal of the, injury. Uh, yeah, that like so. <laughs> The personal injury was what came up. I was, you know, definitely, and then I was also thinking, how could you tie in Iban Mayo to a um, law firm because it could be like something, something in Mayo.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, like c- currently Zubeldia is, you know, technically still on the roster of Trek Segafredo. Yeah.
0: yeah, once you use Zubeldia, something, yeah. something of you know, just, just yes, a little we side were of there. Mayo on the side.
2: Yeah. So here's the here's the game changer from the the mind of Brandon Gavick mm-hmm. Horner, Horner, and Horner. Because fuck everyone else. <laughs> and <laughs> then he, right said, and he said, you know, that guy's totally going to be a personal injury lawyer. And so his other tagline could be the fastest ambular chaser in the business. Nice. Oh. I like that. So uh, Gavik took that one with the um, well, the total swear words. I've, Put the explicit ranking on that uh, podcast. Yeah, I will. To, uh, I've got one Gavick.
1: more up my sleeve. One last. This okay. might be the home run, actually. <clears throat> from, from Bora Hansgrove. We've got the law firm of Sagan and Sagan. We're both lawyers, and one of us wins every case. Maybe you'll be lucky.
2: <laughs> That's good. All right. And um, with that, Spencer, let's take it right into the uh, the preem lab.
1: Okay, let's ring the bell. and i ride for the richard sex Cyclocross team and i hate listening to the slow ride podcast every week. well
2: once again we have a opportunity to tell you about and that is the wide angle podium kits available on wideanglepodium.com just click on the store we have two weeks left to order um after the next week's podcast will be the last time to put in the order. Sweet kits. Check them out. Senior art director Spencer Hu has designed this kit in a black and orange um, colorway. I think it looks fantastic. You're totally going going to want to get on this.
1: Yeah, the kits are great. Uh, I think you failed to mention uh, that they are made by world-renowned manufacturing, clothing manufacturer Endura. Uh, they, the manufacturer of the clothing for a future grand tour winner, uh, of the Giro and the tour, Mikel Landa. Um, and the new
2: redesigned of the movie star team. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It I looks great. Good look I, it's,
1: it's growing on me. I, I'm not gonna the lie. Navy blue
2: shorts is what did it for me. The Navy blue shorts, seeing those, it looks good. And that's the that same world tour kit that this wide angle podium kit is, but yep. the,
1: yeah, we didn't scrim- We didn't get you. The- we did not get you guys the club kit. Come on, we got yeah. you the real deal. This is top of the line stuff. Uh, you're gonna like it. Um, yeah, all the details are on the website, so check it out. Wideanglepodium.com. Click on store. It'll take you over to uh, to check those out, and it has all the sizing info and all that stuff. So, you guys and will like you- it. Go ahead.
2: Uh- I, I just wanted to throw in there if you're in between sizes, um, size up. It's a uh, since World Tour, it's a little bit more um, Euro, Euro feel. So if you're yeah. between a medium and a large, go with the uh, large. It does size down a little bit. There's a little bit of a size discrepancy. So,
1: yeah. We'll um, and you were talking about the design of the kit, uh, Tim. Uh, yeah. I know it's got this very cool uh, orange, um, I don't know, kind of graphic situation going on on the front uh, yeah. kind of in my mind looks like little sound meters you'd see on the mixer in a fancy studio um that design carries over to the brand new wide angle podium, podium. App. app it's available in, it. in the app store in the ios apple app store and in the android app store with you know- google play
2: I was a little nervous that Apple was not going to approve this app. I've downloaded it. It <laughs> yeah, looks it was good. too good. I they was, said
1: it was too yeah. good. We had to scale it back a little bit, but huh.
2: they said too much information, too much high-quality content across yeah. the entire family of mm-hmm. wide-angle podium shows, mm-hmm. um, which now you can go. They have the two the two-times speed, they have the one and a half times speed, they have the single speed, and then for those that really like torture, you can go to the half speed. To really listen to the get a full two hours of the Slow Ride podcast um, and all of the other great shows on the network. So thank you to the supporters that helped us get that done.
1: Yeah, the app is pretty fun. I would recommend just downloading it and playing around with it. It's free. We're not going to charge you anything for that. So you got nothing to lose, really. Um, but you can select all the shows you listen to on the network if you're if you're not a fan of all of, of the Wide Angle Podium offerings. Uh, you can you know select five, six shows, whatever it is you listen to, and then they'll show up in your playlist feed so you don't have to filter through every single show to find the ones you like. Uh, you can also favorite shows, save them for later. You know, if uh, there's a particularly good uh, bit of information on Crosshairs or Bike Shop uh, CX, certainly not on the Slow Ride Podcast, that you want to save and come back to later, you know, it's easy to do that. And my favorite part is that you can search uh, each show's feed. So if you are trying to find uh, that interview that Crosshairs did with Ellen Noble sometime last year, you just go to the Crosshairs uh, section of the app, type in Ellen Noble, bam, up it comes. So it's pretty cool. It's very handy for shows, particularly like Crosshairs and, and some of the other interview shows that we have. Uh will help you find what you're looking for very quick. So uh, I think you guys will like it. And um yeah,
2: yeah it's, check it out. So thanks for uh, putting that together, Spencer, and all, and Apple and uh, Google for approving that app. No uh, bugs, we promise. And that leads us into um, another part, longtime partner of the podcast, Health IQ. Really want to thank them for continuing on with us. Go to healthiq.com slash slow ride. We talk about it. It's getting to the point where it's a no-brainer. You hear us every week, and they've supported us through day one. Check it out. Take mm-hmm. the quiz. And before you know it, you're going to be saving money on your life insurance because you're a healthy individual. Yep. Simple.
1: Yep. The Health IQ uh, advocates for a health-conscious lifestyle. They want you to be healthy. They don't want you to die. Um, so they're going to they're gonna work to get you better rates uh, because of that. You know, they used uh, science and data that they have available to get lower rates for you on your life insurance. Um, so if you're exercising four times a week, whether that's cycling, weightlifting, swimming, running, all that stuff, uh, you can save money. Um, you just head over to healthiqcom IQ.com slash slow ride, fill out the quiz that they have, see if you can score an elite. And if you do, bam, you're saving money right there. And then everything you can stack on top of that, you can save more and more, uh, because they know that healthy, active people are a lower risk for them that, uh, Active people have a uh, 22% lower cancer risk, that they have a 50% lower heart risk, that they have 34% lower risk of early death. So these are all things that they can use to get you lower rates. And uh, if you like money and saving yours, you should probably check it out and at least see what they can do for you. HealthIQ.com right. slash slow ride.
2: Thanks for that. And then also, Spencer, uh, we are working on one more thing, um, additional content and opportunity to uh, ride with the slow ride. And that's going to be – we're looking into uh, Zwift, the video game. We've talked about it before, and -hmm. now we're thinking of uh, getting on to Zwift. So uh, what do you got?
1: Well, I emailed Zwift, and I'm waiting to hear back from them. But uh, we are going to try to set up a weekly ride with the slow ride. Um, we are going to work on that for sometime over this winter. I don't know if it'd be December, January, it kind of depends, but, uh, we're going to try and live stream that we're going to try and have it basically be a live podcast that you can get on your bike and, uh, ride along with us and interact. And, uh, it's going to be rad. So I think you guys should check it out and, uh, um, let us know if that sounds like something you want to do.
2: Now, Spencer, I, I I see what you're doing here. Um, you're, you're, you're raising up the level of, uh, my activity to see if I can match your training for Schwamigan. Cause I tell you, um, to get the, to get me out there one, one day a week on a trainer, I see what you've done. You're really seeing if I can be able to step up to, to match you. Um, well played sir, because, uh, well, I need access I, uh, to your ooh. data.
1: Is what I need. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like we're gonna have to work on that. But check out Zwift. Um, you know, tweet us. Let us know if you think the Zwift idea is good. Uh, comment to the people at Zwift uh, in Zwift Island. Let them know that the uh, Slow Ride podcast is coming, and you're not gonna want to miss that training ride. And also something that we just get back: if you come up with a great uh, law firm, make sure you tweet us and uh, let us know the law firms of the uh, of your favorite uh, professional cyclists, past or present. And um, with that, let's uh, let's get back to the show. I'm Ellen Noble, and you're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, guys. We have one more email real quick here. Um, It's from Brian Hancock, promoter of the Alma GP. He had a pretty sweet um, eBay find that uh, apparently the vintage bike market is expanding beyond anodized mountain bike parts. The Yon Edition Rudy Project Tao Glasses for (laughs) $103.61. Wow. I'm guessing one of you would wear this and have the kit that matches perfect. It is the you remember those bug-eye glasses that he had mm-hmm. with the the pink? Oh, one of the greatest oh, yeah. uh, combinations. Yeah. So I think he was wearing this without a helmet on those when they when you used to be able to take the summit finish without your uh helmet on? The way it should um, be. It should be. I'm I'm now getting all in on that. I think that the UCI should allow for helmets to come off for the mountaintop uh finishes. Um little guy, you agree? So Spencer, how do you feel?
1: I'm fine with that. It's fine. Yeah, I just I that think it would inspire some
0: GC riders to grow their hair out, you know, because now everyone just kind of shaves the head for the for the Grand Tours, you know, probably marginal gains or something. But you know, back in the day, Pelizzotti would take his hat off, his helmet off, oh, and it was it was glorious. glorious. I mean, yeah,
1: we we could see things like uh, a Daniel Loss attack up the mountain for the finish, just because he wants oh, that yeah. TV time.
0: Oh, you know it. That would yeah. uh, that would be worth it. I think he would get in the break. On every mountain stage, just so he could, yeah, let those locks flow.
1: You know I, who could be behind this is uh, is the Katusha Alpecin team because yeah. that Alpecin sponsorship has to be pushing for this. Maybe that's why they got into uh, into sponsoring big teams uh, in mm-hmm. the first place.
2: They're playing the long game. This is yeah. th- this is a good idea. I, I'm guys. We need to. This needs to come back because my favorite part was listening to. F- Paul and Phil Liggett explaining why they were taking their helmets off. And then the logistics <laughs> of the lead group, yep. like giving their helmets to like the opposing team car or mm-hmm. whoever the, uh, like the, the water, the Vatel water guy that came up next to him on a moped, they would just yeah. like throw the helmet at him. Um, yeah. So let's bring that back. So Brian, thanks for the email. $103 for a pair of sunglasses. That's uh that's pretty impressive. Um, not worth it.
1: Oh, i I'd, I'd buy that in a second. I wish I'd have seen that.
0: I would not. I don't wear sunglasses. Yeah, well, there you go.
2: All right, that's it for emails. We uh, we have quite a few reviews that uh, people have left us, and I think that we need to go. Good guys, five stars by six half turns. Great podcast, great banter, bike-centric, fun for all. Consistently my favorite podcast of the week. Thanks, guys. Well, you're welcome, six half turns.
1: That's amazing. Tim, how much did you pay that guy for that review? That was really good.
2: Well, you know, that, what's amazing is they weren't making fun of any of us and they yeah. made us like look legit. So if we could just pin that one at the top, um, yeah. that, wow. Thank you. Um, second, uh, review, new listener, five stars, NRG addict. Glad I found your show hilarious and informative. Keep up the great work. Thumbs up emoticon. I mean, guys, yeah. we're two for two here.
1: That sounds like, like a millennial for sure. They put an emoji in there.
2: Yeah, this is, uh, we are. We are. I'm feeling good. Um, we people are finding our show
1: generational. They, they said good. we're
2: informative. This is why the UCI has given us a press pass in the past. Yeah. Um, finally unlocked a five star review from Mark Langeloy. I've been holding my five star review hostage until you finally brought up hands down the best bicycle related movie. Rad. <laughs> Thank you for the nonstop laughs, but you've finally gone over the top to get a review out of me by bringing to light rad and appreciating it for what it is. But also, didn't mention yeah. Lori Lori Loughlin's mongoose skin suit. Woo, Mark. <laughs>
1: wow. You know, my my personal favorite part of of rad. Uh, speaking of Lori Laughlin is the the very famous dance scene in the gymnasium at the school where it's very obviously they cut from actual Lori Laughlin to some guy in tight white pants and boots doing tricks on a bike. And it's amazing. He's got a bad wig on. It's, it's excellent. You should uh, rewatch that scene and, uh, and just check it out.
2: Well, and then final review from Johnny of the a five stars. It's like the conference call of cycling podcasts. I learned about the slow ride podcast while riding with a buddy. He said something to the effect of based on the conversations we have, you need to listen to TSRP. At the time, <laughs> I didn't know how to take that. Now that I'm an avid <laughs> listener, I take it as a huge compliment. I'd have to say that my favorite part is learning how to correctly pronounce the names of Europros. Uh-huh. Phil Liggett and Paul Sherwin need to take some lessons from Tim because they are way <laughs> off the mark. Keep up the good work of making cycling light and hearted and fun. And I've always been a huge... It's I, I've always been a huge... Fan of your cycling mantra of always waving at your fellow cyclists. But now Excellent. with your support, I take it to an unhealthy level. And uh, <laughs> there you go. These so, are uh, a
1: lot of good reviews this, this week. Is, this is I, amazing. What's crazy is
2: I'm not skipping any of them. So uh, yeah. we continue to crush it on the reviews. <laughs> Thank you to the listeners. And I, we said it last week. There's nothing cooler than getting a uh, tweet or something that even just acknowledges the existence of this podcast. Emails yeah. we love. If you need any advice, hit us up at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to uh, chime in. And, um, guys, we've buried this long enough. But, little guy, I know you've been chomping at the bit. We have some cyclocross talk to talk about.
0: Yeah, I and I actually learned about more cyclocross stuff while you guys were just talking. I, oh. I, so much. I don't even know where to start. You guys well, can't want to start? It, it, no, this is good. I'm going to start here. I'm going to start with my best stuff, my <laughs> craziest stuff. So, today, uh, David Vanderpool won in Belgium. So, There's too many vans. You out
1: know, there, I'm it's sick of awesome. him winning. Though he wins every yeah. single week. Every, no, no, every no, no, no. Vanderpool. Matthew always
0: Vanderpool always wins. He took the week off. Yeah, and so his brother you, took over.
1: Wait, what? Yeah.
0: There's another you Vanderpool. S- you can't stop the Vanderpools, man. He There's got a, he got a two podiums this weekend. One win and a third place on Saturday. I think it's pretty awesome that his rock star brother goes away and he's like, yeah, I can do that so too. So is he the Juraj Saget? Is he, new, he is better uh, than the Jurgsagen because he just got two podiums and a win. Jurgsagen
2: won the national championship. Yeah, that is true.
1: Little guy, I yep. have one question on this for you. Okay. How long, in your estimation, before we see Vanderpool and Vanderpool violence in a bike uh, race?
0: I don't think we ever will. They're brothers. They love each other.
1: They're not going to attack each other when they're off the front.
0: Uh no, because when Mat- Matthew Vanderpool's there, he's too far off the front. David's like back in tenth place. there.
1: so you're saying David will never catch him?
0: No, he's mm. not as fast. Okay. I mean, he had a good race today, but you know, it's admit we didn't have K-Pow, Tim. I'm sorry, K-Pow took the weekend off. I know um, it's,
2: it's it's been a long weekend for me.
0: You know, I'm pretty sure he's taking the whole season off. Um. Ooh. You know, we didn't have Wout, we didn't have uh, Vandahar. like all the big the big names took the weekend off. So it was mm-hmm. actually a really exciting weekend of racing in Belgium. Um because of that, you actually had like a real good battle constantly in the races. But what I just learned that's blowing my mind as I'm scrolling down through the results from the Vercross today, Vanderpool, Corn Van Kessel, Tom Musim in third, that's all sweet. All the way down in thirty
2: seventh place, Jesse Rance.
0: What the, what the what? Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's, he's what rocking the what? over there. He, and he was proud because he lasted something like 60% of the pro race today.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so I, there's no time gaps. I wish I had time gaps from Jesse back to last place, 41st Victor <laughs> Aguado Rodriguez. Because at States uh, two weeks ago, I couldn't quite get on to Jesse's wheel. Like I was dangling for a while and then he dropped me. Oh, I and you put a couple spots us. into me, so I'm not sure. I want to know if I would have been 41st or 42nd. That's what I want to know. So I want, I want to, I want to find the time gaps to find out where I would have stacked in there because I know I wasn't going to be 36, well, and I wasn't going to be 38th. but was I going to be
1: 41st? So top, basically top 40 at uh, at a European Suncle cross race is what you can expect to achieve if you are a wide angle podium donor like Jesse is. That's that's yeah. what I gather from this. Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean, wow. he, Segway, he told Sam, me, "Where did that you come from?" He didn't even train this year. He just listened to the podcast and and that's boom. all you
1: need to do if you're a podcast went listener.
0: Straight to the legs.
2: <laughs> Man, that's great been my stuff. Plan. And so Spencer, you take yeah. the world by storm on the old uh, Twitter sphere about uh you have a pretty uh, pretty ass idea that I think's got some legs for next year.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think uh I think this came across my feed and I think we need to pressure USA Cycling and our good friend Derek Bouchard Hall into doing something about this. Today as we record December 3rd is okay. needs to be a US National Cyclocross Holiday. We need to celebrate this day every year because two of the greatest cyclocross racers uh currently riding have birthdays today on the same day and i'm talking about ellen noble and katie compton
0: oh really yeah that should be it's like across holiday it's a a slam dunk it's a
1: slam dunk so world cup winners uh u23 world cup overall winner um just endless endless palmeras um these two being born on the same day that's that says something. There's something there with the zodiacs and the and the stars and the moons aligning and whatnot. So if uh, you are, um, you know, of that master's age and you're thinking you want to uh, bring a little Cyclocross star into your life, maybe shoot for that early December due date is all I'm yeah. saying because something in the water on December 3rd is making superstars in Cyclocross.
0: So did 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 Ellen Noble race this weekend? I'm looking for the results. Katie Compton got 4th today, so she celebrated her birthday with a 4th place. Yeah.
1: Ellen Noble um, did not race on her birthday.
0: Okay, so she took it off to party. Yep. That's a good plan. Okay. Yep. Cool. Well, Katie celebrated with a fine 4th place uh in Europe, so that's also a good way to party.
1: That is a good way to so, party.
2: Now, there was a tweet um where uh Jean-Paul Montreuil told us like hit us up and said Hey, you know, that's going to be a tough day to compete with, um, you know, Britney Spears. And I, and that got me thinking like, is Britney Spears <laughs> born on December 3rd? And I do a quick, like who was born on December 3rd and Katie Compton, Ellen Noble at the top of the list. And third, um, is uh-huh. actually Ozzy Osbourne. Um, oh, and the crazy train. Well, which is pretty much, um, the most cross friendly, uh, music. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing. So there you go. I think that this, this, this idea has yeah. got legs.
1: Well, this, this uh, official nomination that I have uh, posted on our Twitter account is up to almost 40 retweets, almost 100 likes. We are putting the pressure on USA Cycling and Derek Richard Hall to make this real. I don't know what we need to do, if we need to form some sort of subcommittee, or if we need mm-hmm. to put this out to a membership vote. We, we probably got go to go f- to a meeting. Maybe Derek can just do a little executive order Ouch. action and make this happen, uh, I- but... It is something that needs to be in existence for next cross season. So I and think this not, has got likes.
2: Um, you know, let's, we
1: need to grassroots it or something.
2: Well, we'll work on it. I think that this is a great way for USA Cycling to get um, to own the um, the media frenzy that is. Uh, you know, every everything else can have a day. Cyclocross needs a day, and that day is December third. Now, before any other podcasts, websites, magazines take this brilliant idea. We're mm-hmm. more than willing to share it. Um, you know, you don't need to put an asterisk on there, but, you know, if you, we're, we're always ready for interviews. Um, but December 3rd <laughs> is uh, National Cyclocross Day, and it is starting now. Um, so next year, get ready for the proclamation from our good friend of the podcast, Derek Brichardt Hall.
1: Yep, It's happening. And, and, and I think some people are already celebrating. Uh, little Guy alluded to uh, a lot of the big names not being at the races this weekend and yeah, uh we're in Europe yeah. i think the biggest name out there is Wout van Aert right like not being their world champion obviously a dominant uh rider uh all eyes on him uh, when he is at races to see what he's going to do do you know where he was all week this week
0: uh majorca is my guess
1: well probably i don't actually know where he was but <laughs> oh, uh, okay. he was spending the week having a little bromance with U.S. national champion Stephen Hyde.
0: Oh, were they? They're training. They are
1: somewhere. Just, they are going out on, on bro dates, like having they breakfast, a, having dinner, a picnic, grabbing coffee, doing some motor pacing, doing some riding. So, it's, what do you uh, think the
2: ideal date would be between those two? I would think that it would be Stephen Hyde showing um, Van Art how to uh, catch a train. Like, like, hey, yeah, like you know, like let's go, uh, let's go, hop a train.
1: I don't yeah. know. I think no. uh, I think Walt Van Ert might be a little too high class for that. I think he, I think Stephen Hyde oh, wow. would have to okay. woo him a little differently. Um,
2: maybe, maybe take him to a vegan restaurant. Like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, you know, just
1: broaden to your horizons.
2: Restaurant. I'm gonna, you know, here's tofu. It's amazing. Here's wow, tofu. I've never heard anybody pronounce it that way. Could you say that again? What tofu?
0: Tofu. How are you supposed to say it?
1: What's fancier that way, Logan? I feel
0: like people just say tofu, but you you went tofu. It made me feel like I was at a fancy Chinese wow. restaurant, and I was like, "Is that should I have been pronouncing it that that's, way my whole life?" I
2: hmm. Okay. I did not see a bromance between these two. I I guess I never. I maybe, mean, I, uh, maybe maybe Vout to make gotta, them feel better.
1: Yeah, I gotta about. say, I I thought well, it was maybe out of Stevens' league, but uh, this is this is good stuff. I'm glad they're becoming fast friends. They're definitely getting like little BFF uh, half necklaces, you know, to each have. This oh, is great. a this is gonna be friendship great. Friendship bracelets. I'm really excited about this. I think you know, obviously, Wout he might be a little too serious sometimes, and and Stephen, you know, is a is a very loose character. He's fun to hang around with, and uh, and I think it's gonna rub off well on Wout van Art, and uh, I think, you know, I think yeah. this could be a good friendship for for years to come.
2: See, so, so you, do you think that there's a possibility this is like the alt, this is like the odd couple, right? Like it, in the the end like they're going to become good friends, but it's you know, they're obviously not uh, able to uh, you know, keep the the bromance going forever because they end up like arguing over stupid things and, and Wout is the uh, you know, no. the king of the castle or what? No,
1: I I can't see that. I think that already happened out well with uh with Mr. Vanderpoel. so Okay. Um, you Stephen know, I was, Hyde, um, Stephen Hyde is is the you know, he like Wout showed up to the party with the cooler friend, you know what I mean? Like after the uh, okay. after the, after right. the dissolution uh, of the other friendship. So. so Can we
2: uh let's talk about Hyde real quick. Um two things. One is rewatched uh the Red Bull T V of coverage of the uh last two World Cups, and mm-hmm. every single time it's so sad to see uh uh Steven having to uh deal with the, the mechanicals, crashes and all that. Yeah. In the one that's in um I believe Denmark on the side of the the North Sea that is crashing yep. over the waves and uh, basically just soaking these uh, these racers as they go by. He um, has to run to the pit um, with what was like a broken derailleur. I, d- I don't know what it was, but he ends up running. But he passes a ton of back markers. Pretty uh, yep. pretty cool to see. Yep. As he's running, I notice that his national championship kit for the Cannondale Cyclocross World Team. It says Cannondale down the left arm. Have you guys seen this? Like on the long sleeve version of that jersey, yeah? Cannondale no, goes all the way down. I don't like just it. Just the left arm. Just the well, it's a left. Well, the lefty. Arm. Okay. Maybe. Oh. The, okay. Thank you. They
0: come on. They must have been thinking about There's that. There's no way they thought about that. No, no. There's no, just, no way they didn't think about that. They did. They did that on purpose. No, no. Just, they
1: they did it because cycle cross. You shoulder the bike on that side, and you run with your arm out, and so, so yeah. you want Cannondale to stay there. But. There's, There's no way synergy. that they thought about the lefty fork, but they're going to put that in their marketing materials for next year that, oh, yeah, uh, we heard it. We, I mean, we came up with this idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, how long do you think? I mean, it would be brilliant if they, if they gave Hyde a lefty, like a rigid lefty uh, bike for Cross. That,
1: That'd uh, be a good
0: marketing play. I mean, it'd be brilliant
2: until it snapped in half. But
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that so, would be the drawback.
2: Are you guys okay with how that jersey looks with the Cannondale on the left? I'm fine with it. Yeah, they are okay. fine. I just, it just I seemed a little too before. BMX-y to me. It, it looked Uh-oh. too like BMX that's category. That's that's what? where
1: that's where he came out of. It makes perfect sense. Maybe it's
2: no to the pet. Pa- okay, all right, we'll, we'll move on. And uh, all right. little guy, big uh, big announcement of retirement in the uh, Belgian cyclocross scene. Uh, real quick, the winner oh, okay. of all of um, uh, the phone party, Rob Peters, has retired. So, uh, he's going
0: to retire. I don't think he's retired yet, but yeah. I think
2: uh, end of the month. End okay. of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good for him. And then, of course, the NBX psychocross race. Um, yeah, we're burying the lead here in New England. At least for, for Minnesotans, we're burying the lead pretty right. solidly. Well, here. Tell, tell us why non Minnesotans would care about the NBX psychocross race. Well, I don't know why non- you'd care.
1: Non Minnesotans <laughs> would like it because, uh, hey, it's the best UCI race you can do, it's super fun. Uh, In Rhode Island, but Jeremy Powers, uh, one day one, which is awesome to see. Uh, We've been waiting for that guy to hit the top step again. Um, So that's, you know, he's back. He's back and he's on track and he's going good. And we're only a few weeks out from nationals and that makes things exciting, right? Yeah. And uh, day two, we had Justin Lindeen taking the win. Uh, Powers, uh, mechanical out of the race, flatted twice, I think. So Uh, not a factor in that uh that day's race but both days there was a familiar face for minnesotans on the podium and yeah. third third place on saturday second place on sunday yeah, that's awesome eric thompson of minnesota uh coming out of nowhere for i think a lot of people in new england but uh yeah he's been on our radar for a long time and he's been out at a lot of these races before kind of in that top 10 uh anonymously a little bit uh but, uh, yeah, he, he, he put his stamp of authority on the weekend for sure.
0: Yeah, that's, he, that's huge. I'm, I'm, I was so excited. I was talking to you last night, Spencer, and you told me about, it. I hadn't seen the results and that he was third and not that I didn't believe it cause he's been up there in those races, <laughs> yeah. but he hasn't been on that. I know he hasn't been on a podium. Um, anyone who doesn't know Eric, he's the nicest, super fast guy you're ever going to meet. Um, it's, you never, you've never been lapped by such a courteous man in your life. <laughs> I'm just like so polite as he's coming around, and you're and you're realizing he just put ten minutes into you or something. It's you're you like, you're like, oh yeah, no, I'd be happy to move aside. I can't believe I'm getting lapped. I'm eighth. Oh my god, how is he? <laughs> how is he doing this?
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eric's great, and yeah. it's just great to see. Their Minnesota is set up pretty well heading into nationals, which is just a. F- you know, a few short weeks out, um, you yeah, know, I'm pumped. Oh like my you've God. got, yeah, you've got Eric Thompson, uh, performing well this weekend. You've got Bjorn Sealander who has the pedigree and has been racing the circuit all year. Um, we've talked about him before we were on the bandwagon. Tim, I think is now off the bandwagon. If I no, remember right. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I, I'm all
2: about, I'm all bored. The Bjorn Sealander bandwagon.
0: Okay. I mean, right. he's got that Minnesota state championship Jersey. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's whoa. That's, whoa.
2: I thought he lived in Wisconsin
0: i think he does so i don't but he won the race i mean come on he won the race so he's as minnesota as you can get
1: but so yeah former u23 national champion uh you know in racing the uci circuit all year he's you know minnesota has a chance to have at least two top tens at nationals what what would that do to you little guy would your mind explode well, that's,
0: I mean, that's just, that's, my mind would explode. That's just in the elite race. I mean, yeah. in the, I think he's in 15 to 16 year old is Nick Carter, who was second at states here in the one, two race. And so, which means he's state champ because Bjorn's not from the state. Um, And he was national champion in, I, I don't know, like 15, 16 year old boys or something last year. He's obviously flying. He was crushing all of us old dudes in the one twos.
2: Well, <laughs> dudes, we absolutely crushed the podcast this week, I think. Talked about Cross. Talked about the new podcast app. Um, You know, Health IQ is going to continue to save you money on your life insurance. We have new kits you can buy at WideAnglePodium.com. Get the order in, uh, top level. And uh, let's not forget the um, possibility of uh, Zwift coming up. We do ask for people to email us at the SlowRidePodcast at gmail.com. If they have any questions, concerns, need advice, we're here for you. We're almost as good as a law firm. Um, And if you uh, have a better law firm name of – Current, past cyclists, and you want to put those together, uh, just tweet us, and uh, we will, um, we'll we'll come up with the best ones uh, next week on the pod. Yep. And um, with that, we'd like to remind you to wave at all of your fellow cyclists, no matter where you see them, and BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment provided the intro and outro music, always great as always, and um, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
0: This is Matt in Minneapolis.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston.
2: Cool. Um, George Hankaby.
1: The Slow Ride Podcast: bikes, advice, and rumors, straight from the source. Theslowridepodcast.com
0: and on Twitter at theslowridepod.